Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today on Story of an Atheist, we'll be listening to the story of a fellow Nigerian atheist. And again, he's quite young. And I'm fucking jealous of him because he saw the light early in life. And I really enjoyed listening to his story. He got exposed to two flavors of Christianity. Know, from each of his parents and one of his parents saw the other parents type of christianity as devilish you can imagine it's crazy christians can't agree within themselves yet they want to criticize those of us who decided to opt out anyway if you are yet to subscribe apple spotify google youtube please subscribe really appreciate that so please enjoy the deconversion story of Uche. Hello Uche and you are welcome to Story of an Atheist. Okay, hello Duranting Atheists. Nice to meet you. <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, you're just the manager. You're just the manager. Uh, uh, everybody, they also, they one way or the other, we they also. Oh man, yeah. anyway. Any which way. <laughs> at all, at all. Yeah. Mm, it's good to have you here. Yeah, same, same yeah. too. So, the listener right now know, uh, knows I'm speaking to Uche, so, but they want to know more about you. So, can we know, if you want to give us your full name, if you want to give us your location, what to do for a living, then if it's age, you can give us a millennial Gen Z or if you want to give us the full age. But, you know, me, I always know my Nigerian people. We always like to keep that mystery. Sometimes, but I know most of the time what I know is that Gen Z doesn't give a damn about that. He's we millennials and above that are always so conscious of our age. Okay, but yeah. so, so you understand. So oh yeah now. Okay, so I am Destiny Uche, Nigerian boy. I was actually born Uche. in Nigeria. I was born and brought up in Nigeria. Forget anything that you hear. Um I live in Hong Kong currently. I am a student okay. undergraduate right. actually. And I'm nice. pretty young. I'm pretty young. Gen Z. I'm turning okay. 19 very soon. So. Wow. 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 I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm fucking jealous. I'm fucking uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've basically spent um, all my life in Nigeria. I just came to Hong Kong recently. So. Okay. Nice one. So yeah. your religious backgrounds, give it to us. You know, as, as you as you as I know you're Nigerian, so I know you you had religious uh, exposure. This this our country is a religious mess. Yeah. So what yeah, was yeah. it like? What was your religious ah, background like? It's uh-huh. it's 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 a very complicated mess. If I were yeah. to just sum it up in one word, I am a Christian. I be I was a Christian. Anyhow, anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, you go. Okay. Yeah. Nah. So, what um, was it? So, what was the what was the flavor of Christianity? You know, Christianity has so many flavors. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me just do a rundown from when my parents uh, got together. I don't uh-huh. think they are very well, but I shall know that they got married in the Catholic Church. Okay, and things would have gone smoothly from there, but now both of them they just did not hear what. So, mm. my mom switched to this. Um, we are Kilomi, them, them, Christ hey, the hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> although, although I don't remember much because I was still young then. Uh, so okay. they left that place like years ago, like eight years ago. But that's where like my mom 
raised me up in Christ Embassy. Okay. Uh, but after that, she then switched to this um, watchman. They call themselves um, charismatic renewal movement, uh, something, something. They wear this uh, bib like this, like a yellow fever bib, baby. Yeah, exactly. Ah, it's just like, um, oh, it's just like this, the Lord's chosen and um, deeper life somehow. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, okay. Wait, okay, charismatic is different from the, okay, the Lord's chosen that was in my head. So charismatic, okay, as okay. In, when that be, is, is the Lord's chosen that usually wears that, uh, okay, that yeah, yellow, yeah, yeah. yellow fever bib or something like that. Yeah, this Abby? one is Watchman. Yeah, yeah, it's Lost okay. Children that usually wears. But this one is Watchman. And they are, I don't know, let me say Nigerian fundamentalists. Because mm-hmm, no. they do, they do, like, if if it were possible, they would just revert to Old Test, to the Old Testament. Holy shit. Sorry, can you hear me? Ah, bless can you. Hear me? Oh, I can hear no, you. No, no, I, I accidentally switched this thing off. Okay, so, um... Okay. They basically, it's basically a fundamentalist style of Nigerian Christianity, but their own is way too much. Like, wow. they, they don't celebrate Christmas. Okay. That's one. They don't celebrate Christmas. They believe it's a pagan festival. So mm-hmm. Christmas period like that in our house is horror. Dead. It's horror for me. We go to church morning, night, uh, afternoon, midnight. So just like, keep you busy. As in, like the thing, I, I, I hate coming back home during Christmas period. I just find something doing in Abuja because we live in the southeast. So I just okay. find something doing in Abuja. I, I hate coming back home during Christmas. Uh, my mom, I'm talking about my mom now. My mom, okay. she switched from Christ Embassy to this watchman after one 666 conspiracy theory like that. Mm. Ah. That period, if I so much as just put my fingers over my eyes like this, my mother will slap the hell out of me. You want to join ah. them, Abby? You want to join them? Oh, conspiracy theories now. You know how it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was basically fertile ground for her to join this kind of intense and fundamentalist type of church. Yeah, so that's my mom's side. Then my dad's side is where all the weird shit starts happening. Um, okay. I don't know if you know these guys. I don't know if you know these guys. Um, um, these Olumba Olumba guys. You know I heard of them. Yeah, I heard yeah. of them. Huh. Like, okay, this is their whole tenet. Is it uh, Guru Maharaji? Are they the same? No, no, they are not. They're the name of the church. I don't want to call it a church. I don't know if I'm supposed to call it a church. Oh, temple. It's, um, um, they call it the Brotherhood of the Cross and Star. Ew. And and saying it to an outsider, it sounds very cultish, and it actually oh, yes. sounds very cultish. Yeah, oh, it actually yes. sounds very cultish. But you know, growing up there, it just sounds like a normal church yeah. something. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sounds normal. So, um, let me just give you a quick rundown of how everything works. It's very complicated and very annoying. If basically religion is annoying in its own way, everything is just mind bending <laughs> about religion. Um. Okay. So. They believe that God is already on earth and God is already a human being on earth. Mm. And there's one guy in Calabar that they believe is God. Oh, oh. The, the guy is actually dead. The guy is actually dead. He was born sometime early 20th century, I guess. Yeah. And he died before the 21st century. So his son is now taking over the theocracy, something like that. Mm. And they are. Um, where they, where they, like where they hold their belief strongly is on the, is from the Bible actually, 
Yeah, the Bible says that the manner in which um, Jesus is going up, that's the same manner he will come back down. And they are saying, oh, it doesn't mean that he's going to come from the clouds. It means he's going to come back as a man, the same way he went as a man. Like The beauty the, of the Bible. Ah, the Bible is just one big hole for anything. As anything can come out of the Bible. I'm like telling I can over morning and just create my own religion from the Bible. Straight. It makes perfect sense. And the people go follow. As in, but this one, this one is this one is like the holy grail of bullshit. And <laughs> I I grew up here and it, it influenced a lot of my life. And you know mm. Nigeria is a very um patriarchal and somewhat misogynistic yeah. society. Somewhat. So, what did you correct yourself? No somewhat. Remove that somewhat. It's a scarcely um, misogynistic. Carelessly. Okay. Okay, okay, so Nigeria is very patriarchal and misogynistic. So even if you as an individual, you're not, um, you're not really a bad person, the society is just going to mend you and, and give you sense, you understand? So yeah. obviously, my, my parents going to different churches and my mom going to a fundamentalist church means that they hold all this heaven and hell preaching strongly. Mm. They hold all these things so strongly. And then my dad going to this side, they feel uh, it's, it's, it's just one, it's a juxtaposition that just doesn't seem to work. It's like two ends of a spectrum coming to combine okay. together. Did your so, mom believe your dad was going to hell? Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not a question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is there any question? Yeah, that's ah. not a question, though. Ah, we ah, trials are sin, earrings, ah. sin, makeup, no. sin. Everything same. Oh my goodness. So she's I always so on trad. My mom is always on low cuts. I, she's always on low cuts and long yeah. skirts, the sweeping down the trads, all those. Exactly. You don't you know what to expect already. Just anything that seems Christian. You know what I mean for something to seem Christian in Nigerian sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, pencil trousers is not Christian, obviously. Ah, pencil trousers are demonic. Anything fashionable is not Christian, obviously. So that's my mom's side, and then my dad's side. That's even my my dad's side is where all the problems seems to come from because um, that's where the it's as I said before. That's where the weird shit starts happening. Um, so I have one of these aunties now, and my dad's family. They are just intertwined in that Olumba Olumba stuff. So most of them are in it. Mm. My, a lot of my uncles are in so it. So he was raised in it. He didn't convert. No, no, no. He wasn't raised in it. His parents are not in it. They just, I don't know what happened to them. I feel like talking to him about it, but when I grow older, I don't know what happened to them. They just, I don't know, one mass conversion that most of them just started going to the place. Mm, like that. Yeah, okay, although, yeah, some okay. them, yeah, although some of them didn't really follow. So most of my uncles, the same place, my dad, and my dad is the eldest son. So okay. it makes it makes it very much complex. Then my mom, I'm sorry, my auntie, one of my auntie, my dad's sister, is a prophetess, a so-called prophetess in the whole something. Wow. So they'll be feeding my dad's um, prophecies and dreams and everything of how my mom not coming to their church is bringing problems for him <laughs> and this one and that one and this oh, one and that one and that one. And then couple it with um, the biblical, um, the biblical kind of like statement now that says that women should submit to their husbands. My dad always brings that thing up. 
So mm-hmm. couple this and then couple it with the kind of society we live in, it's always going to bring um, problems in the house, obviously. So it brought a lot of problems. So I basically grew up in a, I don't want to say tumultuous home, but yeah, it was kind of like a tumultuous home. There, there was a lot of tumult in the home because of this religion something. So that's my religious background. Wow. That is, is a very interesting one. Very yeah. Interesting very- one. <laughs> Now you yeah. on a personal level, yeah. you have your dad on Olumba Olumba. Mm-hmm. You have your mom in um, Watchman. In the charismatic in Watchman. Yeah. Where did you incline? Where were you leaning to? Did you start mm. leaning, or you were just in total confusion steady, or what was? How did you your 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 what religious beliefs did you now pick from either side, or did you pick for? How, how did you start forming your own religious ideology? Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Um, so let me just start off. I am a, I'm a skeptic, natural skeptic. I am okay. this science guy, this a typical scientific nerd. You get that kind of um, yeah. narrative now. So um, my mom's side was the logical side at the time. And mm-hmm. okay. I, obviously, I was going to Christ Embassy then. So Christ Embassy is a very liberal place, actually, oh, yes. compared to Watchman. Wow. So, and then looking at everybody around me, it was basically the place to be in. And then my mom made it her, like it, she made it her, her like, kind of like her sworn duty to make sure none of us, her children, actually goes into that place, the Olumba Olumba side, because okay. she actually sees it like demonic stuff. Like, okay. like she sees it like literal Cults, demonic yeah. stuff. No, not, not just cult. Cult makes it sound wow. a little less intense. She, she oh. sees it like, she sees it as the demonic stuff. Yes. Like she sees the guy the Olumba guy as the mm. devil himself. Wow. So so she kind of made it as one duty to uh, kind of not let us go that path. And I'd like to add something. I'd say me being an atheist is probably because of this fact that my mom tried really hard not to let us fall into this, um, my dad's religious ideology. But although I'll come, I'll come to that later. Okay. Um, so growing up, I grew up in Christ Embassy. Everything was normal. Friends, society everybody attending normal Christian stuff now, the usual stuff where you go to church on Sunday and mm-hmm. after that you just really forget like you forget that you have gone to church and just live your life normally. Oh, you didn't do extra curricular? No, that, I was still young then. I'm talking about like, these okay. are like the first ideas I had of church. Okay, that, was it, that was where Momsi was going there, Abby? Yeah, that was when Momsi was okay. going there. Uh-huh. So then my mom now switched. That's when the Wahala started. Mm. Going to church Tuesdays, Thursdays. I was somehow ambivalent towards it. I didn't really think too much about it. After all, it's God. But I had this notion that, okay, yes, there's a God. And yes, I can have a personal relationship with him. So yeah. I kind of had it. But I was just, you know, as a teenager, you want to explore. You don't really want to think too much about all these complex mm. things about God. Yeah. And all these things. So as I just did it now. I just yeah, over time. You're just um, following. Yeah, I was just following. Although it was very annoying that I had to go to church every like four times in a week. About it didn't make sense. Four times Fuck in one week. It. So after that phase, I got into secondary school. Then that's oh, where else? my yeah, boarding, boarding, definitely mm. boarding. So praise Master Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so 
Um, boarding school is where I kind of developed my personal relationship with God more. That's okay. where I became more close to God on a personal level. Was it a Christian school? No, just a normal school. It was a, okay. one of these um, gifted schools in, our, in Niger State. Okay, it was secular, yeah? Wow. Yeah, secular. It's in Niger okay. State, so you should get it. It's a federal government academy. Okay, okay. Um, I went there, and that's where my personal relationship with God kind of started setting in properly. But all this mm. while, I, I hated the fact that I had to go to two different churches because my dad would always try to drag us to his own side sometimes. <laughs> I hated it. And my mom had been saying it over and over and over again. Don't go to this place. It's the devil's place. It's Don't go the there. Yes, mm. this is wrong. And she always told us why it is wrong, that the Bible specifically says that in the last days, false prophets will come and this and that and, uh-huh. this and, that and all those things. So it was, it was basically drummed into our heads. <laughs> I just remember wow. something. There, there, there was this time that, um, I think I was eight years old then. There was this time that my dad came back from work. And I just, the first thing I did, I was the only child then. My, my, my family planning is just so weird. I was the only <laughs> child then. <laughs> so I was the only child then. And my dad came back from work and I jumped into his bedroom. I started bouncing on his bed, shouting, Olumba is not God. Olumba is not God. Ha. Ah. I he did yeah, talk to me. find trouble. I, I, I swear <laughs> God. He did, he, no beat you. he did talk to me at first. I, I was I was I, I just he just left me. My, my dad is actually very quiet. That's why I say that him being in a very nonsense religious cult and then being in a nonsense society that's very patriarchal and violent like Nigerian oh. society made him seem bad. But he's actually a very calm person to get. Yeah. So he snubbed me. Then after a while, like three hours later, I forgot about everything that happened. Though. He just called me. Called me like a random something. Very calm. It, it seemed normal. It seems so. It seemed, oh, God of mercy. He whipped me and it all ended in like five seconds. That's the funny part. You know, he doesn't like Wow. It's against, High speed beating. I swear God. It's against, maybe it's against his um beliefs, his own personal beliefs. In Olumba, okay. beating yeah. children is against. Is they don't they don't condone beating children. You get, oh. and they don't condone eating meat. So they are all vegetarians. But they eat fish. Vegetarian. I mean, yeah, no, vegetarian. Vegi- that means they are vegan. Vegetarians still kind of eat some some animal okay. part. Yeah, I think vegan is oh. the strictly no animal. Oh, okay, okay. I, that I've means they're vegan. I've learned uh-huh. purely. See. Anything relating to an animal, animal. anything that's not, not interested, you're not interested. Okay. Yeah, okay. If you cook food with a pot and it is, if you cook anything meat with a pot and you rinse it, my dad is going to ask you to bring another pot to cook for him. So he's very oh, wow. strict about that. So the beating that he gave me lasted just five seconds and it's also intense, <laughs> but that's, just, that, that's beside the point. So, okay, let me go back to my secondary school days. Um, the reason why I would say that I got a personal relationship with God in my secondary school was this confirmation bias and all those kind of things that happen yeah. to Christians. So um, I, I say I was I'm pretty I'm pretty smart academically. So I kind of did well in my studies and school and all those things, and it was it was going well for me. So most times when I pray, I need to, I need to, I need to ace this exam. I need to do this. I need to do that. It always worked out well for me. Mm. 
So there's this. But you were reading, Shao Abi. Hmm? You were reading after you prayed or doing after ah, you pray, go see read now. Definitely now, definitely. That's the thing. <laughs> definitely. There, uh, there are people that were more Christian than me in my class, but they are not really I'm not going to say that they are that they are not really uh they were not really right, but math wasn't their thing, so they failed math. It's just mm-hmm. like something. If math is not your thing, you fail math. You need to yeah. do more work. So I I always looked at those people and wondered why. I always looked mm-hmm. at Muslims in my class who would come second, first, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh God, you let all these people pass me. Me that is your uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> question. Valid question. Valid question. Well, it was just a random. It, I didn't really think much about it. After all, I still had good grades, you know. Yeah. So, some of the things that really reinforced my beliefs in God were some particular experiences I had. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I look at um, atheists battling this on Twitter and all these things, I always, I always reason, oh my God, there's no way these people actually reason this thing out because I was like these people. And mm. if you had told me that these experiences I had wasn't from God, I would have called you an idiot. I would have called you names because there is no way experiences I had like this. Okay, let me tell you the experiences. Yeah. Um, there was one time in my SS2 that there was this competition that they wanted us to go for. It's um, this NNPC competition. Okay. So, yeah, so they called us in our school. They asked us to write preliminary selection tests to get. Okay. So our competition master then told me that, told all of us that he needed 11 people, that the, the top 11 people in this test are going to escort him to see the finale for that NNPC competition for that year. You get, okay. and the finale was in Abuja NNPC headquarters. And obviously, boarding school in Nigeria, you always want to go outside and go to places mm, like yeah. Abuja. So mm-hmm. we all, all of us, we all wanted to do it. We all wanted to experience that. So we all wrote the selection tests, and guys cheated, obviously. Mm. And yeah, I'm, I'm this kind of person. I hate cheating. I hate anything. Um, chokes. I hate my practice. You, you can do it, but I, it's something I just don't do. I, yeah. I, I see like it's an insult to myself and to my um, capabilities for me to do my yeah. practice. So people cheated and it really hurt me a lot because they got nearly perfect scores and there was no way I was going to fall into the top 11. So I was like, carry this opportunity. I, I have surely missed, missed it. it. Yeah, so... Although the man didn't mark the script then, but obviously I knew that these guys copied and there were more than 15 people that copied and were sure to get perfect scores. So after this thing, I went to my hostel. I sang praises to God like one hour. I'd be like three hours Mm. continuously. I sang praises to God. I prayed. After singing praise, I just made one short prayer like that and slept off. Next thing, about three weeks later, the man came to pick me up from class that... I should come. I should dress properly. That I'm following you somewhere. Guess what? It was the NMPC place. And the funny thing mm. is that I was the only one he selected. He initially, he said he was going to take 11 people based on the test results. You get? But this yeah. time around, he, he just came and picked me. I was like, so what about the test? He said, um, no, he didn't have time to finish marking it. So he doesn't really, he's not really going to use it. And by the way, he no longer has permission to bring students. So he can no longer bring students. 
but he's oh. bringing it because he needs somebody to do some IT connection stuff for him, and he knows I can do it. And obviously, okay. as a Christian, that is like that is the ultimate miracle. There is no way right. God did not do that. <laughs> there is, there is uh, no way. There is no way God did not do that for me. Miracle so, working. No, I was like, God, there this is, is how you no are. one like you. That is just how it is. Wow. So, stuff like this, stuff like this, just made me so sure that I was serving a God, even if. My church, the people in my church were not um, doing it right, but I know I was doing it right in my own way, and I was, mm. I had a personal relationship with God. That was exactly. something I was sure, or something I was sure. Ah, even my my jam, my jam, um, I had a very very high score in jam, and during my exam, I did not finish, I did not finish my oh. exam because I was I was very pressed and could not focus. It was, it was so bad. I didn't finish my math. So, but I still had a very, 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 very high score in jump. I had three, three, seven in jump. So that Ew. was that was that is a miracle, obviously. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. Miracle, miracle, yes, sir. <laughs> After jump that day, I, I, I came out. I, I prayed. I made promises to God. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! All this worldly music I'm listening to, I'll throw them away. Mm. I, it's not even I will. I deleted them there and then. I deleted them. God, yeah, I've deleted them. Oh, please honor your word. And he honored his word. I got a mm. very high score in jam. So that was it. And uh, those kind of experiences. It was stronger. It was. It was stronger. It was stronger. Looking back now, I just, I just see how gullible I was and how stupid I was. Obviously, if I could do well in my studies. I would do the, I would if I could do well normally I would I would still do well without God helping me or without God not mm-hmm. helping me. In the case of my teacher who carried me for a competition, obviously I came to his house to repair things. So if he needed an IT guy, he would call me. It's just common yeah. sense. He doesn't have any Yeah, seeing what you can do. It. Yes, yeah, it's just the straight up something. But then I couldn't see it. So it just made me really strong in the faith. So but now you're yeah, a strong man. <laughs> all these wild words, wait, all these wild words. Yeah, um, all this while I, yeah, yeah. Okay, all this while I just I haven't really thought about um, problems with the faith and everything. Mm-hmm. But what I did, one thing that I, I I say really helped me on my path to becoming a non-Christian is my mom because she always pushed me that. Okay, Destiny, your dad is forcing you to go to this place. And, you know, she takes it as the place of the devil. So mm-hmm. if she can do anything to make me not go there, she would do it. But she's considering some things because my dad may decide to stop paying my school fees if I revolt against him and all those things. So, mm. yeah, that was it. It happened to someone in my family, one of my cousins. You know, I said that this is a an extended family, family religion. So one of my cousins, yeah. they kind of um, disowned her in a way because she mm. left this thing. So my mom was always telling me that Destiny, once you turn 18, you can think for yourself, you can decide for yourself. So that was something that was really in my heart from when I was young. And she always told me to look at the evidence, look at the facts that the really? Bible... Yeah, yeah, exactly. She actually said it, that the Bible in so and so, I don't want to start quoting Bible verses, that the Bible specifically says that Jesus Christ is going to rise up 
and come down from the clouds. He said it with no ambiguity at all. So for somebody mm. to come and start saying otherwise is a lie and all those things. So because of all these um, nudges I got from my mom, I went out of my way to read about this Olumba and their religion, how it came about. And then I started uncovering all the bullshit about it. Okay. So that's where my, I, if I were to say a point where my deconversion started, I'll say that's the point because the moment I could, I could take out a religion that seemed so normal to me and then break it down, and see how much of it is actually bullshit. It's that just opened my eyes to a new way of looking at religious claims. That's although I never really um, inspected Christianity, like it's obvious Christianity is the default position. It's the it's the only true position. But me being able to like look for evidence well, because this is a matter of life and death, this is a matter of heaven mm. and hell. So yeah. I really looked for evidence to make sure that Olumba was not legitimate something yeah so yeah. it's something i it's something i really put effort into um then proper proper deconversion i would say it started last year i wrote white last year so mm. it started last year um when i wrote white and because of all the um things i had in mind all my goals because we're not really i come from a we are not really a high-end family. We're just normal, middle-class Nigerian yeah. family. So a lot of things and economic financial pressures and come yeah. to the fact that I think I matured really quickly. So I just wanted to do things for myself and sort things out for myself. You get plus yeah. the fact that I was most likely going to revolt. Um, <laughs> revolt when I turned 18. So I just had to look for my own way now to Japa get so yeah i was looking for ways now and academics was a very huge point for me so i was like i have to get everything possible i have to look scholarships yeah stuff like that so i was really looking for nine years in work it was something that was like my long-term ambition i i had it since when i was just in just two i had the ambition of getting nine years so i really worked for it and it's something i put in blood effort sweat into doing mm. So when Wyatt came now, I was like, ah, God, this is, you're too faithful to film. That was my favorite song. You're too faithful to film. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like one of the, it was, it was one point I just held that there's no way I'm missing this thing. And when I wrote Wyatt, everything was so easy. Everything was like, it's all these things that you write and you have sure ease. It's, mm. It was, it was standard for me. But when the results came out, my school guys did my practice, so Wyek penalized yeah. us. Wow. penalized us. And I had a considerably lower score, lower results. And I was like, why? You you know that this is something that has been my 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 dream for so long. Like if, if there's anything to fuck up, why this? You get I why was like, now? Why now? Why this? Why what is your point? What do you I don't understand? What I do I learn from this? I just I was so angry. I picked up the Nigerian music I dumped when I wrote the jump. I just kept playing it. I didn't even care again. I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. But there was no doubt that God existed. I just did not I would like it's just like a personal grudge you hold with your father. You get that kind of yeah. thing. So I legit held a grudge with God because of my wife. And wow. I was like, why? Because it really hurts me. And 
um, opportunities are really, really difficult to come by in my case, in everybody's case. And in my case, I had one opportunity and this result that I flunked could potentially blow this opportunity out of the water. So I was like, God, why, why? So I just fashioned it. I didn't really think much about it. But, okay, okay, okay. Then during my graduation, one of my, my best friends, one of my closest friends in school, we, our graduation was on a Sunday. So Sunday morning, which was weird. Graduation is usually on a Saturday. So it was mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. So we had to go to church. And you know now SS3, bad gang, you're leaving secondary school. How will you go to church on your graduation? Who goes to church on your graduation? <laughs> but, but, but yeah, that's how it is now. But I and this guy, we actually went to church because um, school leadership, because we were prefects, I was the head boy. Oh, okay. I was the head boy. So school stuff and everybody having high expectations of you. So we actually went to church. I and this guy, we went to church. We did everything together because he was my deputy and we were going to be together throughout the entire ceremony. So we did everything together. We went to church. We gave testimonies about how God preserved us throughout mm. our stay in school. Because that Niger like, area, no, okay. that area yeah. is full of these Yes. So, and trailers. If, if insurgency doesn't kill you in school, trailers will kill you on the road. Trailers were everywhere and a lot of accidents. Wow. So as we were just, we gave that testimony, we went for the ceremony, everything ended. We waited for this guy's parents to come because he was the one to take us back home. They never came. We're like, ah, okay, maybe they had something to do. And because his parents were pastors, so maybe something happened in church, they couldn't come. So we went yeah. to Monday. The following day, my our guardian came and told me that his parents had an accident and his mom mm-hmm. died. And his siblings, yeah, his mom and his sister died and lots of other stuff. So that really mm-hmm. broke me. I was like, how does this make any sense? Like, of all people, of all people to do this thing to or to let this thing happen to, why this guy? This guy that against all odds, against our set mates booing him and him probably being embarrassed for going to church in his graduation attire. He gave testimony in church and everything, and you still let this thing happen to him. His parents were coming for his graduation and, they, and he died in an accident. Mm-hmm. So I, I just couldn't get my, my head around it. It just kept me thinking. I couldn't really get my head around it. So that was like, that was, that was just there, by the way. Then let me go back in time again, because this deconversion process, it's not really one thing that leads to it. It's just a lot of things. Different events. Yeah, let me go back in time a bit, just a bit. So in church, you know, church is is basically um, the most important thing for my mom. So she tried to make it a very important thing for us too. Mm -hmm. And since my dad was obviously going to the devil's church, my mom's church had to be God's church. You get so yeah. we kind of invested our time there. So I was actually getting into the narrative of Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, um, uh-huh. being a true believer. Let me put it that way: someone of a youth yeah. on fire for God. So that was actually uh-huh. how I was. But then some things just couldn't get past my cognitive dissonance because. As a scientist, a normal skeptic who loves science stuff, there are some things that you see that are too stupid that I cannot even rationalize it in the name of religion. <laughs> Can you imagine, out of every excuse to give, every reason to give why 
um, worldly music is wrong. Look at what our youth pastor told. He told us that. Um, okay, let me let me um, paraphrase. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but look at how he said it. He said, "Put your hand on your chest. Put our hand." He said, "What do you feel? Um, your heart. Your heart's beating. You understand?" Yeah. So, and by the way, we don't use drums in our church. I just wanted to add that aside. Not we only use keyboards and um, trumpets. We don't use drums. So uh, he said, "What do you feel? You feel your your heartbeat? So like, yes, your heart is your life. You understand? Uh, your heart is your life, and you feel your heartbeat." Now, he now said, "Do you know that all the beats in the songs you listen to, they change your heartbeat? They change hey. your..." They, they, let me, I can't remember how you said it. I, I, I don't die. Uh, I've never heard this bell before. <laughs> oh, God of mercy. I, ca I can't remember how exactly he said it. But he said, basically, the beats from the music, the worldly music, is programmed by the devil. So when you listen to it, it gets into your heart and reprograms your heart mm. to mm. kind of sync with the devil's beats. You get beats. to your life, you start living your life like the devil. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? <laughs> you, don't, you, don't need, you don't like those kind of things. Those kind of things. You don't need to leave Christianity to understand that those things are not real. You get so that was like, I was like, okay, if this, if this pastor now that we hold in such high regard can see this kind of nonsense, then what other nonsense has he been telling me ever since? I was exactly. like, how can somebody who hears from God, how can God allow somebody to spit this rubbish? It was so nonsense. And then the general overseer, my problem with him, because I was basically eliminating them. My youth pastor, he, he said nonsense, and I was like, I cannot listen to this guy. I cannot respect this guy. Obviously, this guy doesn't hear his messages from God, so I eliminated him. So I kept on walking my way up the ladder until I mm. got to the to the senior yeah. pastor. Yeah, senior pastor. So the senior pastor was like, oh, this guy is too perfect. This guy is so loving. This guy is a very intelligent person. There is no way I would lose my respect for him. But then Trump came, Trump, US elections and everything. Ugh. And I know how much of an asshole Trump is. It's it's something I know. It's something, if you like tell me Jesus Christ woke up to you and told you to vote for Trump, I'll tell you an idiot. It's it's something I just know. So when this guy came and started promoting Trump and pushing his propaganda and everything, I was mm, like, uh -uh, red flag. Uh -uh, this kind of person. Then where he now made a mistake was where he now made a prophecy. Because when we make when the people make prophecies in church, when pastors make prophecies in church, the believers just say amen and then forget about it. But yeah. this one, this one, this particular prophecy stuck stuck in my head. Prophesied that Trump will win the election. He prophesied okay. that Trump will win the election. I was like, Trump, no, God cannot satisfy this kind of thing. So I kept it in my head a year later after the elections, Biden won, and I was waiting for him to talk about it. He switched narratives from Trump winning to um, this COVID, um, COVID and their conspiracies to 5G to everything. I was like, no. I was on, on the ele electoral fraud train? No, not electoral fraud. He wasn't. He, he didn't even talk he, about election again. He didn't talk about election again. He just said oh, how, how they have removed they have removed God's people from the throne, and now the devil wants to walk by using COVID and five G and everything. Oh. I was like, no, 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 this guy is off. So everybody in the chain of command, from my most um, basic 
um, pastor to the most senior pastor was basically bullshit to me. Everybody just left. So they I was trying to, uh, yeah. So I started having panic attacks that why would I be, why would, why would I say this about men of God? But my hmm. rational side would tell me that, okay, but this is obviously nonsense. You cannot deny that this is nonsense. So what I did was that I was trying to separate God from the whole equation. So I'd be like, okay, since I've had intense personal experiences with God, yeah. God is real, God is true, God is awesome, He's an awesome individual. But these people, I don't know what they are doing here. Let them just, they can just go fuck themselves. I don't want to have any business <laughs> with them. So I was like, my own business is with God and God alone, mm. like nothing God, just I am God. Nobody should disturb yeah. my life. So that's how it has been. Then these things now happen. This why can my friends, parents dying and everything. So I just stay asking like, why do, why do all these things have to happen? It doesn't make any sense. I guess at that point, all I needed was a little, a little nudge, a little nudge. At that point, all I needed was a little nudge. Then when I came about, there's one thing I came across in some of my dad's handbooks, the Olumba Olumba handbooks. Mm. They were justifying why women are not supposed to, are not allowed to speak, are not allowed to preach in the church. So I have authority. Yeah, ah. so they now quoted that Peter, as it Paul, Paul's verse, that Paul's verse. I think the officials yeah. also. Uh, I don't even want to remember. I don't have strength for that kind of stuff. <laughs> they quoted the Paul's um, signature misogynistic I, verse. I do not permit a woman yeah, yeah, to yeah, use yeah. authority. Exactly, exactly. So they quoted it. And then I already had suspicions with these guys now because these guys have a long history of misinterpreting the Bible. You get They will pick a verse, yeah. a random verse, twist and then it. twist it. So I was like, ah, these guys have twisted the Bible again. Abba. You get And as a as an individual, I think I'm very liberal and I don't like tags personally, but if you were to describe me, I'm a feminist, but I don't I'm not this kind of person that will go about with tags. So it's something yeah. that as as a child I know that you shouldn't treat men and women differently because from the scientific perspective, um females are basically the default gene. You have the XX chromosome, the Y is just an outsider. Let me put it that way. So if there's anybody meant to be um, unfair to the other, the women are actually supposed to be unfair to men. You get not the other way around. And I was like... We are there normally no, in a way. Yeah, in the, you don't know, have have normally. Possibly, you, know, and, well, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Yeah. When, when it yeah. comes to default, if, if nothing external happens to the genome, you become a woman. Something, has, something new has to come in before you become a man. But by default, you are a woman. So... This even um, contradicts the Adam and Eve story, but I never really put my mind there, obviously, as a Christian, mm, you put your mind there. Yeah. But, but this part, this part, and this is basically what helped me. I approached it not as a defender, but as an attacker. Because when it comes to Christian theology and Christian rationalizations, you are always defending, you are always defending your beliefs. And so, unconsciously, yes, exactly, you unconsciously set up these biases that prevent you from seeing the truth. But in this case, I wasn't defending, I was attacking because this is a, a bullshit cult and they are obviously um, twisting the Bible. That yeah. was in my mind, they are twisting the Bible. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me go and find this verse, let me catch these people now. So as I opened it, I read this thing. I read it again. I read it again. It was as 
as clear as day. There was no twist in there. That verse was misogynistic. I was oh, like, ah. no. it's 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 that's like that tiny bit just seeped through the Christian wall I had the set up. Yeah, it just seeped through the crack, and I was like, eh? I just closed it. You know that um the dissonance, the discomfort that comes with it. I just closed it. So this time when I started the convert, the, the convert, the converting, all these things they're coming up. I started thinking. And then that's when I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to um, different things. I started reading. And the moment I started reading, I started doing these things. I read this guy's book, um, um, The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Mm, that, okay. I, think that is, I think that is the only book I read that is specifically an atheist handbook. You get. Mm, I didn't yeah. really go about reading all these atheist books. Although, okay, I read another one. I read one about evolution because obviously only an atheist would actually explain evolution without biases. So evolution was another book, um, something about 25 discoveries of evolution by Donald Prothero. But aside from that, Richard Dawkins was the only book I read, only from an atheist. Others, I just had to rely on my um, previous scientific understanding of the world and then I just read a lot more books to understand all these complex things like um, how the brain works, neuroscience, and all those things. Okay. Try and, because on reading these things actually helped me understand all these little, little things that we attribute to spirituality. It's all, it's all here. Yeah. It's all here. These attacks that we have, that Nigerian people have, and they say they were attacked in the night. You know, when you tell people that these things are not real, they will begin to attack you that, how do you know you're not me? How do you and, know? Yes, to be frank, these things are actually real. They actually experience these things. But then I realized that sleep, um, sleep paralysis, uh, yeah. this, um, this feeling like somebody is around you, that somebody is sitting on your chest, all these things that people describe. They are pressing, you, they are pressing yes, you in the night. Yes, yes. And I realized that these are all, I realized that, I, exactly, exactly. Mm. I realized that these are all like clinical conditions. These are all things that have been documented in science. So I was like, oh, all these things are just nonsense. All these things are just nonsense. But the main God deconstruction, that's the construction of God itself the as a concept yeah yes that gold concept it's based I, I think the the fastest route i took was the old testament route anybody that looks at the old testament without the fucking gangster <laughs> no 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 fucking thug <laughs> when you now, uh, no 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 when you now compare it with other um religions and you compare it to the religions of those days you compare it with myths you compare the genesis story with i like at that moment everything was just falling down like how have i been reading this thing for 18 fucking years of my life and i have not seen how bullshit it is indoctrination it is it is it is, it is something else it is something else it is it is truly something else so um i eventually got a scholarship to yeah hong kong in hong kong already. nice so i am on my own and anybody that wants to disown me can disown me so i'm basically free so before i left nigeria i spent a lot of time with my parents obviously to spend the last few months with them 
Yeah. So during that period, everything was so nice because I had already turned 18. And by my mom's own words, I could make a choice for myself. I could decide for myself. So um, what I did, every time we held evening prayers, because my mom made evening prayers mandatory. Ah, 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 no. God. God. Don't suffer. Ah. <laughs> anyway, just say God or fuck. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to call. Let me just now this is, this 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 time is for context. The when did this war fall down? The final war. What was final war? Year? Final war this year. The final final war early this year, January February. Wow, oh, nice. And everything was so spontaneous for me because I think I had all these um, reserves of material in my head already so i did not need to learn new things i didn't need to learn a lot of new things to deconstruct i just needed that tiny nudge and everything just became a chain reaction after this and then this and then this the first thing that i actually did was i removed the unfallibility of the bible i think it was your podcast i read you i listened to or um on the podcast one of them i can't remember it's not it's not really about breaking down i think it's you it's you it's definitely you it's about uh-huh. um the difference in the genealogy of jesus christ and matthew and luke how they are complete it was you it was you yeah. it has to be you i can't remember actually, about how uh, they are completely okay. different um names and everything okay with genealogy of uh of, of Jesus, of Jesus, of Jesus. Like Joseph, yes. Joseph. Yes. Okay, like wait, was it maybe it's me? From, from it? David to Joseph, that they are completely like, different, completely different. In like Jesus is not uh, the DNA is not uh, related to Joseph by blood. Or was it? Was it down? Oh, there's no. It's 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 verbatim in the Bible. That's part of yeah, the Bible. It sounds like on a mail. I'm not sure. Say I break down <laughs> thing like that. <laughs> break it down. It's just that part where they said. Um, um, Joseph begat Ahum, and Ahum begat Tehaz, and Tehaz begat this, and this begat that. And then the list in Matthew is completely different from the list in, in Luke. Okay. It's completely different, different sizes yeah. and everything. So once I saw that, I could no longer see the Bible as perfect. And once I could no longer see the, the Bible as perfect... The Gospels are fucked up. Beyond. <laughs> exactly. Once the stories no are fucked. See, exactly. Once I could no longer see the Bible as perfect, everything just like crashing down. So this period, what I did was, I didn't really want to come out to my mom to tell them I'm atheist. I no longer mm. believe this stuff. So nobody for us, Abby? Uh, nobody for us. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Um, I have gotten a scholarship. My flight tickets and everything were settled by outside sources, not my parents, everything was. Mm. I, I basically achieved my goal of handling everything myself, you get. So at that point, I could say I was truly independent, though I was still- No leverage, no leverage yeah, on no you. Leverage, no leverage, So I just, I could say everything I wanted, but I never wanted to tell anybody directly that I am an atheist. I didn't want to tell anyone. My mom, I didn't want to tell her because I, I don't want her worrying overnight doing fasting. Hellfire. Me. I don't want her doing fasting. Hey, my son me. is going to hell. My son yeah, is yeah. going to burn. Oh, hey, we. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, that's the thing. And then considering all the um, trauma that she has passed through from basically being a Christian in a family where they want to devour her because... Everybody from my dad's side, most people from my dad's side, wanted her to convert to their own cult. And she was like standing her ground and all those things. So she was pretty traumatized. 
So I just didn't want to add to her this thing. But Aicha did something, and I am proud of it. Um, when I got home July, no, June, June, this June, I, I went back home to spend some time with them. So every evening prayer, what I did was, in every lesson, every um, sermon that we have, I'll yeah. pick out flaws in it, and I'll start exploring it. And I'll explore it to the point where my mom will say, destiny is enough. <laughs> is enough. Let's stop this thing. I don't like, ah. you know, the usual answer is, the usual answer that she gave me was, um, the Holy Spirit will minister it to you. You get mm -hmm. And then I debunked that one. I told her, I gave her reasons why it is not a reliable thing to say the Holy Spirit will minister unto you. Because in Olumba, Olumba, people fall under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And I know for a certain that it is not the Holy Spirit that carries oh. these people. But the important thing is that these people think they are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You get And even your mom believes they are not under the Holy Spirit's yes, influence too. Yes, yes. That's like what I just showed her that you can, you can, how do you differentiate your own thoughts from the Holy Spirit thoughts? How do you know which is actually your own? How do I know that the Holy mm. Spirit has not been talking to me? So once I debunk that part, she would switch another thing and then I'll, when i start noticing signs of discomfort you know that's cognitive dissonance and my mom is very yeah. she's a very good listener so she listens she's not like those people who just shut you up mid-sentence so she listens mm, and that okay was, i was, that was i was it. really curious of uh, your yeah. conversation is going far yeah 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 so she listens so that was really bad for her christian faith so sometimes she would just get to this point where she will feel so much discomfort that she would just tell us let us pray. Stop talking. You just gonna sleep. You just gonna sleep. Yes. <laughs> at the time she told me. At the time she told me that we would discuss this later. That I should stop discussing it in family meetings, so I should not. I will not confuse my siblings. Oh. <laughs> and then my siblings are significantly younger than me, so I'm pretty open about it. One day, my my younger brother came to me and prayed for. He was like jokingly, he prayed for for him to find. Um, Hundred thousand because we needed money badly that time, so it was like that. Kai, just pray you'll find hundred thousand in the parlor tomorrow morning. I was like, Oh, yeah, pray now. Uh. I was like, Oh, yeah, pray now. He was like, that. Am I doubting him? I was like, It's all bullshit. I, I, I'm basically open with my siblings. I don't what they want to do to me. So I, I don't think it's all bullshit. And my siblings were shocked that how mm? can a human being say that prayer is bullshit? That's mm? what I say. Mm? <laughs> what are you saying? So I challenged my brother. I challenged my brother to, oh yeah, pray, pray, pray. Tomorrow we'll come and see. And tomorrow, when the thing, the following day, when the thing didn't come, he told me that it was because I didn't have faith. And I was like, I'm not the it's one that you prayed. That prayed. prayed. <laughs> so when, I, when I when I when I had that thing, I felt really bad. I felt really really bad that uh, my brother, my brother, oh yeah, seven seven years old, he's seven years old, Ooh. seven years old. I mean, eight. I was thinking he's like eight, 12, 13. Oh. Wow. No, my brother of, okay, let's just say nine years old. My brother of nine years old already knows all these apologetic tactics. When he grows up, what is going to stop him from being a full-blown irrational Apologies. apologetic? Like, it's, I, I just, ah. it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad, actually. It made me feel very bad. Oh, so that's basically my, my journey. And now wow. I, now I, I, I've resigned to my faith. I really love the atheist experience. Like if anybody's listening to this podcast, you have to listen to those guys. 
those guys, if you're a scientific or you get the near, near yeah. the type of person that I am, you have to go listen to those guys because the arguments they give would really convince you that. I'm going to hear esoteric, ontological, epistemology. <laughs> I'm like, no, fuck, no, excuse me. I don't believe in God. What's all this thing? People are talking. Excuse me. I did not decover to come and go start going to university. Esoteric. I'm not like, there's <laughs> <laughs> a cosmological argument, ontological argument. I'm like, no, yeah, more, please, yeah, please, please, yeah, don't, yeah. don't give me a dick. Don't give me a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. You know, yeah. You, oh, know the thing is that, you know, the thing is that people have, um, completely different parts in life. People have yeah. different things. Like when I listen to your podcast, I know it's a completely different thing that's made you convert. It's yeah, so. COVID and pastors and yeah, so. so yeah, my own part was my own part. My, my own part was basically the facts, science, science, basically just the science. So yeah, finally, exactly. the 80s experience was really a good place for me to learn. Yeah, so that's how it is. I I have I have come to the realization that this is how it is this is the society we live in and i don't want to live my life constrained by religion any longer because all my life i have been oh, i have been I'm tight a, yeah i'm jealous of you no 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 yeah 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 you 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 have you have oh oh man yeah you, you you don't you don't know what 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 you have done for yourself. It is yeah. it's, it's a thing thin of beauty, a thing of envy for for we that we have crossed the 30, 30 plus line, and yeah. we just finally opened our eyes twelve years later. Eh? I want to ask you yes. one question. I don't know okay. if you are comfortable with it. It's a personal question. Okay, sure, sure. With the clash of uh, ideologies, how how were your parents still together? Because I feel like. Somebody should have walked away. What kept them oh. together? Oh, what do my you think? mom. My mom definitely kept them together. Definitely. It's my mother. She's a very awesome person. She's a very wow. awesome person. She's, um, she's extremely accommodating. I don't want to say extremely, but she's very accommodating. Very accommodating. I know a lot of shit she has been through and she's still there. And I really give her kudos for it. So it's, it's honestly my mom. Some of my, my uncles from my mom's side would be like, ah, is your mom is trying to like almost mm -hmm, no. if not me if i don't work i don't change her that's now that's, that's been my mind i'm like yeah. the olumba olumba is already red flag enough and now the constant same prophecies that are constantly attacking her is already empathies to get yeah. the fuck out well yeah man. do you know my dad yeah do you know my dad legit threatened me like <laughs> one of the best things that Ooh that has happened to me being becoming an atheist one of the best reasons why i am happy as an atheist is that i get to see people for who they are and it brings out this sort of empathy in me normally mm. as a religious person if you see a a homosexual or a queer person lgbtq trans anything you become yeah, you so judgmental yes mm. but becoming an atheist i just i'm just able to see through the bullshit and just see people for who they really are. And it makes me love them better. So my dad legit threatened me this July period I was at home. So what I did was, I'm an atheist. So I don't have any fear of going to hell. If I go to Olumba Olumba, I'm not scared of God punishing me for bowing, for going to Olumba Olumba, you get. Mm -hmm, so yeah. so I, I hate Olumba Olumba and my mom's church equally. So there's no reason for me to favor any side any longer. So what I just did was, Okay, see both of you. We are going to rush on this thing. This week, I'll go here. 
next week i go here <laughs> and anytime 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 my mom wants to talk i'll be like oh mommy, mommy you're the one that said this thing you you basically hammered it into my head that once i'm 18 i make my choice although mm. I, I i told her that i don't believe the olumba stuff but i'm just going there just to make my dad feel happy because yeah. he, he likes to um flaunt me around you get so that this kind of my son. To do now ah, this is my son yeah this is my son so mm. it's um it's something for him and he's very high rank um high high ranking ranking in the state in our okay. state yeah he's like the state executive oh for the whole something in our state so you understand why it seems pretty embarrassing that a whole state executive cannot bring his wife to the food we get so yeah that's why it was, so that's why he wanted it to be more embarrassing when they now hear one of his children is an atheist yes yes hmm. so i just i just did it to just make him feel happy so one day i told him that one day one sunday like that he just came home and then asked us to prepare that we are going with him I'm like daddy this is not your turn now i'm going with your mom and he told me that if i don't want um that if i don't want to make if I don't want things to get difficult for my mom, I should stop saying that nonsense. That I should follow what him the, the next. Fuck? So yeah, it was it was a legit threat. He and I was like, what? He I didn't threaten like, you. Threatened your mother. What? He, he he he. How do I even put this now? He threatened me. He didn't threaten my mom because he didn't speak to my mom. My mom didn't even hear the conversation. He was threatening me because he knows I wouldn't want anything to happen to my mom she knows i yeah. want my mom to feel bad so he threatened me with the threat of making things harder for my mom so in there i was just laughing because usually normally i would be so pissed off i would be i'll feel so bad and like look at the reaction he got but this is something i have lived with for so long and i have reconciled the fact that it is religion it is the indoctrination. It is how they mm. make you think. If you think you are living with the devil, mm. if you think, if you, if as a Christian, if as a Christian you think you are living with the devil, obviously you would behave the same way. If you think you are living with the literal devil, obviously mm. you wouldn't want your children to walk into his room. You get so. Yeah. I just, I, that's one thing about being an atheist. I truly appreciate because I just see truth and just smile and just like, okay, I'll follow you and don't think too much about it. I just. Maybe later on in life, I'll get to talk to him personally, and he'll probably be so shocked that it's me talking to him because he thinks I'm this loyal, loyal person. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's focus on your on your school. Stuff, Finish man. that one. Yeah, and yeah. clear that one. Yeah, That's, it makes sense. Now, so, with your whole story now, somebody who can relate. Some people have gone through. Maybe someone that they are they are in Olumba, Olumba, or they are in. Um, in watchmen and okay. they have seen all these cracks but for some weird reason those experience they have that experience of god which is making them hold on what is your own personal advice to them <laughs> my personal advice to them i'll just say stop making excuses stop making excuses if you can't see it you should just stop and think am i making excuses that's something that's very difficult for christians to do is to be um, introspective they don't they, it's very difficult and once i realized that i was making excuses for god i was making excuses for christianity you know you know you know the usual thing is when a problem comes up in the old testament you switch to the new testament and be like okay that was the old testament mm -hmm. now this is nah. the new testament this is yeah jesus. but then i realized that if the whole jesus something is based like 
every part of the New Testament is rooted on anchored. the Genesis story. It's anchored yes. on the Adam and Eve story. And the Adam and Eve story is one of the most bullshit things. I, it's just like all these stories we hear about. I didn't learn much about Yoruba culture, so please forgive me all Yoruba listeners. It's all this stuff <laughs> about... Um, it's, it's, it's just like all these things we hear about Yoruba culture. Story. Yeah, that they will mold it and and blow chicken, fire chicken, into it and chicken spread the sand into the air with an uh, Oromia staff blue blue story. Miss uh, Evadon, yeah, those lambala. Once, once I just so if I, if I, what I should just say is just just take a step back. Obviously, you have nothing to lose if you are if you are right. If religion is the best way, if Christianity is actually true, you have nothing to lose. You're just going to exactly. see more things to reinforce your faith. So just take a step back and look, are you, is... are, you, are, you, are you as a person actually making mistakes? Because I tell myself this thing. And when I'm talking to people, like my friends, some of my friends, I have told that I am atheist. When I, when I talk to them about this thing, what I tell them is, okay, not even about atheism. When I have debates with people about LGBTQ, trans, and people identifying yeah. with their gender, I don't know what it feels like to be a woman. I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to be a trans person. And I can never pretend to know. But what I always tell them is, don't assume. Because there was a time in the world that everybody, 99% of everybody in the world, thought that the world was flat. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you came up there to say that, oh no, we think the world is round. Everybody look at you as a as a crazy person exactly and so once i tell these people these things and these people can actually see the reason why what i'm saying is true i'll tell them you don't know so don't assume don't enforce laws to harm them you don't know how it feels you don't know if it is possible so don't be among the 99 percent that will just be um um stubbornly holding on to crazy stuff so just take a step back and ask yourself am i am i am i hiding anything am i deliberately or unconsciously stopping myself from seeing the truth and just break free. I beg. It's nothing as refreshing as knowing that you are in charge of your own life and nobody's coming to rescue. Yes. Yeah, so nobody is coming for us. This is, that is one thing Nigerians need to get in. We need to get in our thick skulls. No fucking Moses is coming to rescue this Nigeria. That's what people we thought Buhari was. Say God has chosen Buari or more. We don't we don't last dent. Nigeria till last dent. We don't enter one chance with this government. And it's That's going to thing. get worse with the way things are going. That's so, the thing. That's the thing. Exodus or reset. I don't know which reset. one. Reset is the best thing. Exodus uh, can work forever. Uh, like I'm here now. Uh, I'm in Hong Kong. How many black mm-hmm. people are in Hong Kong? How many? So, so you How get. many? So if you if you walk things out, you can cross over to North America now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, see, guy, yeah. I don't do ZB, I don't do research. I see Canada. It was today, so I was looking at Wikipedia. I say, okay, how many people are we in Canada? I was open there, I say thirty-eight million. And they have the second second biggest landmass in the world. What the fuck? You can feed the whole fucking Nigeria there and there's this space. <laughs> I say, oh boy. Are you poor girl? Let's move. <laughs> I'll just laughing again. Ah, this country, uh, it just makes you start doing research you never thought you you you'll be thinking of as a it's, ah. It's just too bad. It's just too bad. 
and it's because we don't take responsibility for our actions when you talk exactly. as this ah, exactly. it is well it is well yeah. and god it is well so i hate that thing when they don't tell me it. i say it's not well it's not well stop that bullshit. it's not well it is not well at all all these things you are doing is not well i tell them straight it is not well stop what this you are deceiving we know we do sit down and think that it is it is well it is not well go to go to church now go and uh, submit a uh, offering to offering to daddy. that's in that's in that's tight oh it's good God. business that's it's good business that's it's, that's, that's, that, that thing because i have conscience if not if i don't run them people are gold christians are too fucking is, easy i don't know why i don't it's too is the market is too easy to they are too easy to 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 deceive kind worse now kind worse to come come and sing jesus everybody will lock it up <laughs> next thing he's already doing is a uh, demonic shit again this <laughs> is just you don't have to just take them and use them to cash out steady they keep lopping it up i'm like you fucking people this guy's a brilliant businessman and you're out there doing i love you i love you i love you sample the video song i love you i love you jesus i love you i love you i love you and then they fall say ah it's praising god i said look at this idiot look at you people the guy the guy is so smart he knows what he's doing he knows christians are gullible lots so this is really pathetic it really hurts me it really hurts me really hurts me when I see people, especially the poor people, they are the ones that suffer it the most. Yes, yeah, so people who have nothing, and it's those crazy parables that are in the Bible that just the woman who had blessed had are the poor in spirits. The, the woman who yeah. had a single mite and she dropped everything at offering box. Mm. I'm like, no, this is yeah. The widow of Zarephat dropped uh, the uh, he gave uh, the prophet your last oil. Oh, Omonga we kill you there. No bread is coming. <laughs> As in that video, that uh, video of Zarefa, they have used yeah. that story. I do this. I was swore. My, my father said they use our priest study. I don't know. Zarefa, I'm like, don't fuck, man. Fuck, I kill you there. Oh, oh, it caught my ass. They find oh, oh, my bro. It was good talking to you. Where do you want us to find you online? Um, not really. I don't okay, really have interest in... Uh, uh, nothing to you, so those, when you are ready, you will we'll find you. Nothing to you now. Yeah, no problem, so it's no good talking with you now. Mm? Yeah, okay, cool. But I just want to say one uh, thing before I go. Um, all right. I was saying something like this before. I'm not sure if I finished my statement. So I was saying that this religion something has taken like 18 years of my life. It has really traumatized me. It has made me grow older mm. than I am supposed to be. It has made me take on responsibilities that i am not supposed to take on hmm. so i'm not i don't really want to live my life with religion influencing it any at all some of my friends here in university are christians and obviously it's not the nigerian christianity and thankfully it is not the american type of christianity the okay. right-wing right uh, it's just standard christianity so sometimes i just follow these guys if i have time i just walk up with these guys to church sit down two hours it's not like nigerian churches that will take your time eight hours nine hours in church ah i need uh. combined fellowships in church jesus christ <laughs> first one of every month sometimes, oh, I just, sometimes those guys kind of times i used to wish my father would come and carry me to his own church <laughs> first <laughs> of every month. Oh, well. <laughs> so i just i don't want this religion to influence how i live my life even if my friends are Christian, even if I am interacting with them, religion is not going to take away my friendship or my, my life again. So Hopefully. that's just something I want to live by. 
is is not something I I will tell you that um, religion taking away your friendship um, honestly is not in your control. That's one thing I will tell you. It's all you are open. The other person it takes two to tango. The yeah, other person yeah, yeah. is is uh, working with uh, what do you call that in uh, that was that Bible passage. And uh, those uh, blessed are those that sit in this sit in the seat of this comfort or something like that. Also, um, unequally yoked with unbelievers, with unbelievers uh-huh. yeah. people that the people yeah. that hold those those particular passages. Uh-huh. So, but it's those that are love, 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 love that will that don't yeah, give I a guess. damn whether you're an atheist or not. And those are the people that don't actually preach to you and try to push their religion into laws or on you. Yeah, if Christian, yeah, if Christianity are... was that, people like us would shut the fuck up. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly. But when what these I'm motherfuckers saying. are always trying to impose their thinking on every damn thing, so we are here to say, "Fuck your God, <laughs> fuck Yahweh, fuck God the Father, fuck God the Son, fuck God the Holy Spirit." They should suck my tiny penis. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't have again. I don't have That's why. Yes, now if they kept it themselves, we shut the fuck up. We will be like, we'll be the assholes. But they are always trying to be in our face. So fuck that shit, man. I think they happen. I think they happen. Anyhow, so, it's been lovely talking to you. This I is actually yeah. something. This is actually something I put on my checklist that um once I eventually leave Nigeria, I have to. I have to come and share my story. It's something wow. that I just nice. want to do. I just feel like getting nice. it off my chest. Nice. So, Mr. Once I lose all the leverage, I will, I will come out from the shadows. No believe voice now. Go, go the show reface. I guess. So this I is guess. my, this is, hello Nigeria, <laughs> this is my reface. But for now, we see the disguise. There's still leverage to be lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice Hopefully one. Hopefully things will work out now. Anyhow, it's been lovely yes, talking so. to you. Yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. If you haven't subscribed, Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, please subscribe. Really appreciate that. Um, if you'd like to share your story, please reach out via DM or email is in the show notes below. Have a wonderful week and I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>